my privilege to welcome up uh, Pastor Josh. He's a great hero of faith to myself. Loves the power of God. Loves God doing something in your life. And so I want to encourage you to don't be distracted by the person beside you. Say, God, what are you going to say to me today? Because I want to leave this place better, stronger, more mature. And God can do that in your life in this moment today. So let's give Pastor Josh a great big one heart welcome as he comes. Yeah, brother. Whew. Hey guys, it's good to be here. Can I just sort myself out two seconds? Who's excited to be in one youth tonight? Yay! I jumped on the basketball court, ripping it up. Got destroyed. <laughs> Sean destroyed me, apparently. Who hit the deck? Someone hit the deck. Who was it? What, what's his name? What's your name, brother? Cl- what? Flynn. Flint. Flint. He hit the deck, poor kid. That was not my doing. I did not do that, and I'm glad I didn't. That would have been terrible. Your preacher comes and hurts your youth. That would be horrendous. But it's good to be here. I'm from Seaford in Adelaide, and I've got two kids, Ezra and Annabelle, three and six. But um, Josh asked me just to share, and um, the title of my message is The Least of These. And I want to talk about the least in the room. Who sometimes feels like they're the least in the room? Does there, I, I think there's not a day that goes by that... We don't feel that at one point or another. And I feel like God wants to talk to us tonight about our identity and who we are. And um, the picture God showed me was a well-rounded army. Does anyone feel like being in the army today? I know there's a few that, that are in the army in this church. But God has called us to be mighty warriors. And often the boys think that, like, yeah, man, we're going to be the ones that are going to smash it for Jesus. But I actually think sometimes it's the girls that carry the anointings, the girls that carry the prayers, the girls that actually are behind the scenes. So I want to talk to the ladies and the guys. Yeah, I want to talk to you about being warriors and mighty and strong. But I also want to talk to the ladies because I believe there's strength in who God's called you to be. So I want to send our Bibles to go to Genesis, but before we do that, in Genesis chapter 1, we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come, because I believe He wants to speak to you tonight. And now I could come here tonight and yell and do a lot of things, but I feel like the Spirit of God wants to do something in your life. So I want to encourage you right now, I want your attention for just 15 or 20 minutes. Can you do that for me? Because I feel like God wants to do something, and I didn't come all this way just to to talk with you and have a bit of fun. I I came this way to have some fun, but also allow you to create an opportunity for you to encounter God. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you that you are in this room, that you love one youth, God, that you are here to do something, to speak to us, to change us, to equip us, to release us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come, that this would be your words, not my words. God, I pray that everything that's spoken today, Lord, would go forth and complete what it was sent out to perform. Lord, we give you the glory and the praise, and I just thank you, Lord, that the best is yet to come. And everybody said? Cool. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. When you got it in your Bibles, say, Amen. Have I got 2 minutes 50? Man, that is going to be a quick one. 2 minutes 50. (laughs) Tell them I've been. (laughs) Does Does a like hatch come out and I disappear if I go too long? Shut up, man. All right, who's got Genesis chapter 1, verse 26? It may be on the screen. There it is. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing. It goes on to say in the next verse that God created man in his own image, 
In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Now you guys aren't at the age of being fruitful and multiplying, but you're at the age of knowing who God's called you to be, right? So I want to talk about this because in this, this moment here of creation where God created you, can everyone say God created me? Joshi, and put your name there. But this is the thing. We often think that God created everyone else and we leave ourselves out of the picture. We say, oh, it's for the person next to me or the other person. But I want to encourage you today that God created you for a purpose and for a mandate. It says here that God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit had a conversation and they said, what we're going to do today is begin to make man and woman. They came together around a table and they discussed you being here right now. They had a conversation and said, we are going to make something, but we're not just going to make an animal or a beast or or just a thing. What we're going to actually create is something in our image. Can I tell you tonight that you are made in the image of God? When we think about that, think about the power of that. Think about the, 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 the magnitude of what God has done, that he has created you in his image. You're not just a nobody, you're not useless, you're not just another number or another person or another identity. You are created with purpose, with a mandate. You were created in the very image of God. And I think when we can grab a hold of that, it sets us free. See, oftentimes on social media, the clothes we wear, we buy things, we look at things, and we try and create an image. I don't know what image I'm going for tonight, but to be honest, this is my brother's t-shirt and my brother's jeans that he gave me. So there, praise God. Thank you, Joel, for that. But this is my hat, so I'll take that one. But we try and make ourselves look a certain way. We try to buy this and buy that so we can present ourselves in a way that's going to be popular. Let me tell you, in heaven, you are popular. In heaven, God has seen you, he loves you, and has called you with a purpose and with a calling. We were never made to look a certain way but to reveal a certain someone. And that someone is our God. See, it says in that scripture that we were made in the image of God. We were made in his likeness. In other words, he put a bit of himself in us. So we have adopted many years of culture, worldly ideas, but not according to God's word. We celebrate wearing brands, but not being branded by God. We love the word Nike or Zen Robe or Adidas or Hurley. We love, or Monster Energy. We love these brands and we love representing them. I think this is LA, New York. I don't know where that is. But anyway, I'm just trying to be hip, but obviously not. But we try and bring these things on. We try and present something. But what we were truly created to be is a representation of God. I don't know about you, whether you know this or not, but sin entered the world and, and it cut off that reconciliation, it cut off that that relationship with God, but Jesus Christ came to give us life and life abundantly. So where sin entered, where sin abounded, grace abounded even more. Where sin came in, there was grace. And Jesus, I love this because this is what it says in Luke chapter 4. It says that Jesus came. This is what he says. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. And this is the time of the Lord's favor. 
This is the time of the Lord's favour. We have all these different things, these different identities, and we think that we don't fit in, and we think that we're not doing enough, but the truth is God loves you, He's called you, and He created you in His image. See, if we need to... If we're going to be a well-rounded army, if we're going to be a youth ministry that's on fire for God, we have to know who we are. We have to know who we are, our identity, what our foundation is. And let me tell you that God formed you. He created you before the hands of time. I want to show you a few things in Scripture. Because in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 8, he has this account. And it says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb... I knew you. Wow. Before your mum and dad got together, that's a terrible thought, isn't it? Before they thought about having a child, it says that God knew you and formed you before you were even in the womb. When I think about that, I think, wow, the creator of the heavens and the earth made a way for us to be here. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistaken thing, but it was a destined thing. It was a moment where God said, this is the time for you. It's powerful. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, our Lord, behold, I don't know how to speak for I'm only a youth. Have we ever said that? I'm only a youth. I can't do that, Lord. I'm only a youth. There's no way I can do that. I don't have any money. I don't know what I have, Lord God. Pastor Rob talked about that today, about using what's in our hands. Do not say, I am only a youth, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Now, in your church right now, this season is a season of victory. That's your mandate for this year. And I want to declare over your life that you will have victory. I'm telling you right now, I've been in school. I'm 35 years old. I'm an old man. Been married for 11 years. That's a long time. Some of you haven't even been alive for 11 years. I've got two kids. But let me tell you, in school, it can be so hard. It can be such a push and a, and a push and a wrestle to fit in and to find who you are. But let me tell you right now, it doesn't matter what people say in your classroom because God loves you and he cares. I'm telling you right now, forget about the noise. Forget about who you think you need to be and ask God who he's called you to be because that is when you'll be set free because it says who the sun sets free is free indeed. See, David, he gets this in Psalm 139, verse 30. He says, for you formed my innermost parts. David declares this over his life. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. I don't know about you, but when God looks at you, he's pleased with who he's created. You know, I think for us as young people, we need to be pleased with ourselves. And I don't mean what you've been able to do or what you've done or what you've achieved, but pleased that God is pleased with you. Because when we understand that God is for us, then who can what? Be against us. So David yells this. He's like, you formed me, created me. I'm fearfully and wanted. He begins to declare that over your life. I don't know what people have declared over your life. See, I've noticed one thing with the life these days with Instagram, Facebook, is there's so many labels that get thrown on people. You have a bad day at school and someone says you're dyslexic. Ooh, 
It's not funny. Like We laugh about it, but that's the reality. We make one mistake. And how quick are people to put us down? And the problem is we begin to have these labels put on us and we begin to accept them and that becomes who we are. And I want to tell you tonight that God doesn't want you to carry those things anymore. See, some people say you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're too short, you're too slow, you're not athletic. These labels, they end up hurting. What the enemy does is he niggles with them and he digs in us and he tries to pull us down. But I want to tell you today that God is going to free you from that by his spirit. He's going to release you to be everything that God's called you to be. Because all they are is arrows, all they are is torments, all they are is things to try and discourage you. But I'm telling you, God is here to encourage, to build, to lift, and to release in this place. See, we need to come back to our original design. Our original design. So let's look at the image of God. We read that we were created in the image of God. What is the image of God? Is it a big beard? With white, sandy hair. Is that what the image of God is? Do you want the image of God I believe is, or you can define it in one word, is love. The love of the Father. The reason we are here today is because of the love of the Father who sent His only Son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. When God said, I'm going to create you in my own image, what he was going to do is allow the world to see the love of God through us. I'm telling you right now, I'm a walking miracle. See, I'm a pastor's kid. I've been in church all my life, just like Joshy boy. I did the things, I looked the part, I came to church. But there's a moment on a youth camp where my mum's relationship and my dad's relationship, it just wasn't enough anymore. I was going to church and it was cool when I had all the gear on, I looked apart. You know, the preacher would preach, like, hey man, brother, preach it. I could do all that stuff, man. I knew the Bible a little bit. But there was a moment in my life where I thought, you know what, none of that's actually real. It's, it's, it's just an illusion of someone else's relationship, but I realized I didn't really have it myself. I realized I was living a bit of a lie because I was going to church and I wanted to play the drums and do all this thing, but it was all about me. I wanted to preach, but to be honest, it's because I wanted to look hip and wear sneakers because that's what preachers do. Preachers wear sneakers. But I didn't have a relationship, but there was a youth camp. There was a moment where God transformed me. There was a moment where I thought, you know what? No longer am I going to live someone else's life, but I'm going to run to that older. I'm going to run and find out who I'm called to be. I'm not going to do it because Josh does it or because the leaders do it, but this is a moment where I'm going to come to the throne room of God and where I'm going to come and find out what God's really got. The love of the Father, we're called to reveal that love. And some of you right now, you don't get a lot of love. Some of you are discouraged. Some of you get put down. Maybe at home, you're struggling in your home life. Maybe your parents are a bit rough, they're they're hard on you. Maybe you just feel like you never make it, you never do enough. You just always fall short. Well, I want to tell you right now, the God we serve is love. What he wants to reveal today is his love for you. His love for you. When we are created in his image, we reveal his love. The second thing we reveal is the authority of his son. The love of the Father and the authority of the Son. Jesus said, 
to his disciples and to the 70, he says, go into all the nations, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Jesus said that. Do you know what he was actually doing? That wasn't a mandate just for back then. It's a mandate for right now. And I'm telling you right now, kids, if we understand that we're created in the image of God, we will walk in the authority and the power of God. It's true. If we begin to understand it, that it's not for Pastor Josh or the other guy, but it's for you to walk in, I'm telling you, you will walk different. You will go into school and you'll no longer be slumped over. Oh, look at me. Woe is me. I'm such a loser. You're going to go in and go, man, I'm a child of God. Get out my way. Bang. Don't kick someone. Don't kick your teacher. I remember one day in school, just to go off topic for once because it's funny. In school, back when I was in school in the, in the, in the old days, when the horse and cart was running around, <laughs> before they had phones. You know when I, in our year, Joel, we had Snake. Does anyone know Snake? Man, that was black. Anyway, yeah, no one knows what Snake is. It's just a terrible game. But I was at school. We used to get smacked. Back in the good old days when you used to get the cane. They used to, believe it or not, teachers would hit you, right? And I got smacked at school. And my dad came and he said, man, I don't really want you doing that anymore. And the next week, I was, I was a terrible child, to be honest. I was naughty. I would not want to teach me. I, I asked for forgiveness every day for that. But I remember, all I had in my ear was, he can't hit me. And the teacher takes me out and he gives me a smack on the butt. Because that's what you do, apparently. And I turned around and I punched him in the nose. Like, yeah. So don't do that. Don't do that. But we need to know our authority. When we reveal who God's created us to be, when we create in the image of God and we reveal that, we reveal the authority of the Son. Let me tell you, there is power in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, you carry power. It says in the Bible, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive in us. Come on, man. That's something to celebrate in this place. See, once we understand that, and once we understand that we reveal love, I'm telling you, look at people different. Once you understand the authority you have, you come to church or youth a little bit different. Because you're not going to come in here and just worship like this. Because you know you're created in the image of God and you want to give something back to Him. I'm telling you, when, let, let me tell you something about worship. Can I tell you something about worship? Worship's the only thing that we get to give to God. Everything else he bestows upon us, he gives to us, he releases to us. But worship, we get to give it to God. We get to come into this place and say, Lord, I am so thankful for what you've done. I'm telling you, there is power in worship. There is power in young people worshiping. I want to encourage you guys, go for it. You guys singing, man, and playing the drums, it was awesome, hey. Can we give him a hand? I'm telling you, it's, it's not easy to do that. But your breakthroughs, when we begin to walk in the authority, our worship changes, the way we live changes, the way we talk changes, because we understand that we are no longer just us, but we are created in His image and we have His authority. And when you've got authority, something shifts. There's a bit of a power that comes. There's a bit of, a bit of vitality that comes, strength that comes. The third thing we reveal is the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a story in the Bible and Jesus enters the room after he was raised from the dead. And the disciples are, uh, are confused. They're locked up. And what they do is they lock themselves up in a room. They lock the door because they're scared that they're going to get killed. 
And I love Jesus because he just knows how to crash a party. So they're freaking out. And what does Jesus do? He just comes through the door. He doesn't bother opening it because he doesn't need to do that. He just walks through the door. Can you imagine being in that room? You're freaking out that someone's going to break down the door and then someone just comes through the door. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Right? Remember COVID, how we had to lock down? Imagine being in COVID lockdown and then all of a sudden Jesus just comes in the room. Hey, what are you doing? What were you doing in COVID? When I read that story, I was thinking, man, what was I doing in isolation? Was on my knees praying or was on my Xbox playing or PlayStation? PlayStation's better. Xbox is terrible. Yeah. But Jesus comes in. I love this. He comes in the room and they're all freaking out. And then all of a sudden they realize who it is and they're like, yes, Jesus is in the room. Because when Jesus is in the room, something shifts. When Jesus is in the room, something breaks. And do you know what Jesus did? He goes, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And he breathes on him. All of them. But if we look, this is powerful, in Genesis chapter 2, this is what it says in verse 7. It says, Then the Lord God formed, and I'm going to read from the Amplified because it's a little bit louder, that has created the body of man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. See, when Jesus breathed over the disciples, what he was doing was reestablishing who we were supposed to be. And what I feel tonight is God wants to reestablish who he's called you to be. So you may have lots of labels. You may have things going around in your head right now about who you think you are or what people have said you are, but I want to tell you tonight that God has called you and he wants to reestablish and reconnect your true identity as a child of the Most High God. He breathed life from the dust, from something that's worthless or useless. He created something of significance. And I thank God that even in our desperateness, even in our, our weakness, even in our struggle, even in a midst of, of, of pain and hurt, He can create something that is supernatural, that is profound, and that can change the world. See, when we understand who we're created to be and who, who created us, we can enter into the destiny and the purposes of God. We need to understand our design to implement our mission. You know, it's funny. You can preach and you can do all these things and you can listen to people speaking and stuff, but the thing that changes our lives is when God speaks. The thing that changes our lives is when we encounter the presence of God. You know, I'm here and I'm 35, getting old, whatever. But I really came to, to tell you tonight of the importance of encountering God. I often think, imagine what I, I could have done if I encountered God when I was 10 like that. You know, why did it take to 16 till I was open enough to receive? Are you ready to receive tonight? Are you ready to go, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to give him my all tonight. Maybe I'm just going to allow God to do something. I remember being in year 12 and I was a terrible student in year 12. I just went surfing. It was awesome. But I look back now and I think, why didn't I just give it my all? Why didn't I give it my best? I was there for a year anyway. Why didn't I just give it my best? 
I don't want you to make that mistake tonight. I don't want you to go on, oh man, I missed out. I want you to go, you know what, Lord? God, if, if, you're, if you want to show me yourself tonight, Lord, if you want to do something in my life, then I'm going to give it a shot. I'm just asking you tonight to give it a shot. See, in you right now, God has put a seed. A seed of greatness, a seed of potential. And the thing about a seed is everything it needs to complete the mission has been implanted in the seed. All it needs is good soil around it to produce the fruit. And I believe you're in good soil here. Everything you need right now is established, has been put in you by God himself. 